Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it is July 19th, it's 2019, and we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate for the second straight day. I'm joined by Jordan Cooper. Blenderhead, how are you doing, my friend? Good. I noticed that Steven Strasburg got more hitting points than pitching points tonight. (laughs) That's always fun, right? Well, it's always fun when you stack the Nationals and the pitcher's the one with half the production. (laughs) Yeah, what, he went three for three, right? Yeah, with a home run and five RBIs. (laughs) <laughs> and and then and then Culberson comes in to pitch for for the Braves. I'm like, great positional player. I got I got one two three up. This guy's throwing 92 mile an hour like four seamers and 77 off speed pitches. Like he's better than half their bullpen. <laughs> he's better. He, he's definitely better than Minter. That's for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I hope everyone enjoyed their Thursday. We move on to Friday. We got a big slate here. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto Grinders links. That way you get three months of Roto Grinders premium for fantasy draft. Plus, you'll get any access to cool promos that we run with them. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you do so. 14 games. We're going to jump right in. Uh, There's just no doubt about it. Let's just jump right in. Philadelphia at Pittsburgh. Jake Arrieta, Jordan Lyles. Um, any interest here in Jake Arrieta? Uh, not unless I have my Lanta handy. Yeah, I, don't, I just even in Pittsburgh, getting the ballpark upgrade, being a ground ball guy, they have too many lefties here uh, for me to get excited about playing Arrieta. So I'm going to pass on him as well. Um, any interest here in Lyles uh, on this slate? I mean, I have interest in like 10, 12 different pitchers on this slate, but in a game where it's in Pittsburgh, yet it's still a 10 total and five on each side. Like, uh, I, no, there's no way I'm playing Lyles. Yeah. You know, Lyles was serviceable last year from time to time, but he really just hasn't been the same guy. You know, he's had a couple good games against like San Diego. He's going to be good against right-handed heavy teams. Um, He's a lineup play for me. If this lineup rolls out and like Hernandez and Harper are the only two lefties in there, like I might play him if that happens. But, you know, that's kind of it. You know, this ballpark will help him with home runs. Uh, But like you said, I think there's a lot of pitching options on the slate today. So I don't have to lock my anybody in. Um, I'm going to definitely, definitely just kind of see what this Philly lineup looks like before making my decision on Jordan Lyles because he is really cheap. Like, it, it won't take too much here. Well, we have a lot of pitchers on the slate that are cheap. I'm actually interested in another one that's very close in their price. Yeah, I, I think I know who you're going to talk about. So, um, all right, let's 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 talk some bats here. What are we looking at here for Philadelphia? Harper one off 4,500 on DraftKings. Other than that, I mean, I don't really like the prices on, on the Phillies, even though I don't really like Lyles. Yeah, like Harper. Uh, again, I don't really want to play too many righties here. You know, Lyles is much better against righties than he is lefties. Harper is a one-off. I can get behind that, but that's really it for me. Um, as far as the Pittsburgh bats go, I always like the three-man of Bell, Moran, Dixon, um, you know, especially in this matchup here against Arietta. It's just, 
even this three man has upside. It, it's a 14 game slate with some really good hitting conditions. I don't know if I end up playing three bats in Pittsburgh. Three bats. I'm looking to play five of them. Oh, well, because no one ever plays the Pirates. They have a 5.1 run total. If Adam Frazier leads off uh, uh, batting with the platoon advantage, that's what gives you a second baseman at 3,800 on DraftKings. I mean, I'm not opposed to Brian Reynolds at 4,400 switch hitting. Of course, Marte and Bell are going to be the most expensive bats, but that's why their ownership is going to be what? Two, 3% on a 14 game slate. So I have no problem with uh, essentially any, I mean, you can even make a case for Elias Diaz in no matter where he bats in the lineup at for 2.9 K. Now, like this is not like a, a single entry, small field uh, GPP play, or I don't think any of these guys are cash plays, but I mean, they're cheap enough where you can play Dickerson Moran. Yeah. I mean, Arietta sucks. So like, like if, if people aren't going to play Arietta and then because he's bad and then not play bats against them, I'll play the bats against them. Fair enough. Um, Colorado at New York, Kyle Freeland, Jay Happ. Um, any interest here in Freeland? Uh, not, not a chance. I mean, I, I don't like him in Colorado, but I don't like him in pretty much any ballpark. Yeah. It's really hard to get behind a left-handed pitcher against a, what they they should probably have what eight righties here and they're savages in the box so um you know he really doesn't get any strikeouts so it's like uh, if he's not going to miss bats i mean that this yankees lineup is going to kill him yeah it's a bad spot for freeland for sure jay hap we like left-handed pitching um against colorado do you have any interest here in hap or has he just been so bad this year we can't even trust him here in the spot uh, i'd be interested especially with the the cheap pitching options uh available of what his ownership's going to be like if Hap's going to end up on a 14 game slate being 18% owned, I'll probably have very little of them, but you tell me he's 6% owned at 6,400. This Rockies lineup is, is not good. I mean, they're good in Colorado and even against the giants, they weren't even good in Colorado. So like I, I if you look at the Colorado prices, they're, they're, they're a joke for, for the, for the bad prices. So there's no way I'm playing them. I have no problem playing Hap and hoping for a, a, a 20 point outing for 6.4 K if no one else is going to play him. Yeah. I don't hate him here, but I, I think that we're going to be talking about some guys in this price range that I just, I just like more. So I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, let's talk bats here. Rockies, you know, Arenado against the lefty. I don't care what ballpark he's in. He's always in play. Um, I know, he is usually pretty expensive, but forty six hundred for Arenado doesn't seem like enough. Well, yeah, if if he if he's going to be owned, like I, I won't play him, and if he's not going to be owned, I will play him. It's one of those types of things. Same for Story. He's fifty five hundred outside of Colorado. I don't know anyone's going to play him there uh, with, with on a fourteen game slate. But I mean, those pretty much would be the only two bats that I look for. I mean, Desmond. I mean, they're going to be playing with the with the DH, but it's not like they have bats that are going to come in that I want to play. So at the prices that they currently are on DraftKings, I mean, to me, I'm not. It's not really that appealing. Yeah, the DH is going to be Mark Reynolds, so watch out. Um, I don't mind Desmond. I know you brought him up. Uh, he's a guy that has a really high ISO against left-handed pitching this season, a lot of hard contact. Uh, so definitely don't mind Desmond in this ballpark. His average air distance this season is 339.5. So, you know, he's a good guy that you can look at for a home run in this spot. As far as the Yankees go, um, they're they're obviously one of the top stacks, if not the top stack on the slate. Um, I, I expect them to be very, very popular here. Yeah, but the problem is, is that if Voight and Encarnacion are in the lineup, you're going to have to choose between them. Uh, the problem that I see with the Yankees is not 
that like the stack isn't great. I mean, 6.7 run total implied is like the highest on the slate. It's that the lineup construction that you have to make to make that five man stack with judge being 5.3 K with Encarnacion being five K being Sanchez is 4,600 is that you're playing two cheap pitchers. And most likely those are going to be the two cheap pitchers that everyone's going to play with that stack. So like if you could go off the board in like your, your, your three man to go alongside it, then I, I, I find the Yankees much more appealing, but uh, in in all likelihood, I'll be targeting the Yankees as one offs or like two or three mans, uh, less so than a, than a full five man stack. I don't hate that idea. Um, you know, really, any of these guys are in play. So, um, in the E five Voight situation, you know, if you just play on Fanduel or Fantasy Draft, you could play both of those guys. So, uh, Boston at Baltimore, nine and a half total. David Price, John Means, Price a two fifteen favorite. Um, any interest here in David Price? At 9.3K against the Orioles, I have to. I mean, the Orioles only have a 3.8 implied run total. Uh, they strike out a lot, and they're probably not going to have many lefty bats against. I mean, I uh, taking a look at their lineup, I mean, I mean Mancini, Nunez, I mean, like who? Uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, what? Okay, I, I'm I'm looking at the wrong the wrong side. Now they're going to have a lot of righty bats, but uh, it's still it's it's still the Orioles. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not scared of any of these people. Yeah, and you know David Price has strikeout pitches um, against righties. He uses a sinker, changeup, fastball combo, and you know generates plenty of strikeouts against right-handed bats. So, twenty-nine point six percent strikeout rate against righties. We look at the Baltimore team. You know, seven of the nine projected starters have a strikeout rate over twenty-two percent against left-handed pitching this season. So, Alberto is a guy that you know doesn't strike out that often and gets on. He could be a table setter here, but uh, certainly like David Price at this price point, um, he's certainly in play. John Means on the other side, um, I just I'm probably going to pass on Means. There's a lot of cheap value plays that I like today, and he's just not one of them. Right at six point eight K against the Red Sox, I, I don't I don't think Means is going to have a bad game, but it's just I don't I don't see the the upside. I only see downside against the uh, the Red Sox playing in Baltimore. All right, um, let's talk bats here. Boston bats. Uh, let's just keep playing JD Martinez, right? I, I gotta get. I gotta get my money back, right? Didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen uh, this past day. Uh, Forty-seven hundred. I mean, it, uh, I don't like the stack only because two reasons. One, they're expensive. I mean, these guys are more expensive than the Yankees. And uh, John Means has turned into like a, like a Vargas Miley. That lefty that just like seems like why can't you stack against them and it just it never works out. So uh, I'll let other people stack and I'll I'll kind of if any I mean Vasquez is forty seven hundred. I mean that I just these prices are insane. Uh, I'm not gonna play Devers lefty lefty, but I mean no one else will. Uh, yeah, to me it's either like Betts Martinez or nothing. Yeah, and if you want a cheap guy, Sam Travis, but I hate using my first base eligibility on him. Um, he is gonna be really cheap. And he's a guy that had numbers in, in AAA, you know, for a couple of years now. He just hasn't put it together in the majors yet. So don't mind him if you're wanting to punt, but it'd be more of a fantasy draft play because you have to use him at first base. As far as the Baltimore bats go, Nunez has been really good against left-handed pitching pretty much all season. Him and Mancini, um, it's a tougher matchup, and it is a big slate. These guys are going to be very low owned. I don't hate him as one-offs, but um, don't think I end up playing him a ton. Right, only only because on a fourteen game slate, there's a lot more people that'd rather play at first base. I can see if, if Severino's batting fourth uh, in in a, in a catcher spot for thirty four hundred. I mean, he could, I guess, get the price, 
But I mean, like, I'm not going to get suckered into to, if Keon Broxton's in the lineup for 2,500 because to me that just upgrades price with like three or four more strikeouts. Kansas City at Cleveland, nine and a half total. Mike Montgomery against Shane Bieber. Um, Bieber is a 270 favorite here, big time favorite. Um, any interest here in Mike Montgomery? Uh, no, not against the, the the Indians with a six run total. Yeah, he's a pitch to contact guy. Doesn't really have a big strikeout rate. Used to be a guy that generated a ton of ground balls, and the ground balls have certainly not been there as much against lefties. Still getting a decent amount of ground balls against righties, but uh, going to be a pass for me on Montgomery. Shane Bieber, I think this is a fine spot for him. He's a guy that has a 31.6% strikeout rate on the season. He's a massive favorite here. He's not overly expensive, but it's just it's going to be hard to click his name instead of DeGrom for the price difference, but I do think that Bieber is a good tournament play here. Yeah, that's why I, I think he's the, my favorite pitcher on the entire board because if I could get, if I could get Bieber in this spot under 20% owned, I mean, I, and that's even that, and that's high. Like typically, I you know I'm I'm looking for even less than that, but I think think Shane Bieber's ceiling against the Royals is as high as the Grum's pitching in in San Francisco, and with the Grum, I mean he can't not be the massive chalk this slate. Uh, like, do I play a, a if if Bieber the the lower owned Bieber gets, the more I want of him. So like, if he ends up 12 percent owned, I could easily see him being in a third of my lineups. Yeah, I will say that like Ryu could get some ownership too, but I don't think I, I think that helps Bieber with Price being under Bieber, Degrom and Ryu being above, um, you know Bieber. I think Bieber comes in at ten to fifteen percent, so I, I think you will get him under twenty percent in this matchup. So I do think that's super interesting, and um, I, I think he's you know one of the top tournament plays on the slate for sure. Um, Kansas City bats. I really don't see myself using any of the Kansas City bats here. There's nobody with the platoon advantage that I really love. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pretty much pass on this team today. It's interesting. I'm looking at the Royals lineup, and there's not a single person's name with a K on it, other than the fact that they're gonna strike out 15 times. <laughs> uh, Cleveland bats here. You know, Mike Montgomery, a guy that's very very hittable. So you don't really have to worry about too many of these guys that have high strikeout rates, but um. You do have to worry about the ground ball guys, uh, but this is a spot that I think Jose Ramirez is a guy we can kind of go back to the well. Uh, we talked about him yesterday. He's still kind of moderately priced. Um, I, I I certainly don't hate the Cleveland Indians here. No, no, Luplo. I mean, he has power against lefties, 4,100. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned uh, boy, your, your boy. Perez? Yeah, right, he struck out nice. a bunch. He's, he's, going, he's going off this game. Roberto Perez had more strikeouts than Zach Davis. And Zach he Davis did. was pitching for seven innings. <laughs> he did. He did. But no, no, I, think... I, I actually I actually like Perez. I like, I mean, if Mon Montgomery doesn't really have swing and miss stuff. So, like, uh, I'm not concerned about, like, the strikeout potential. So, like, I, I want the righties in, in the order. And I know they're, they're more expensive. But I kind of like it to that extent that if, like, Boston and New York, if, if they're gaining traction bat-wise, that you may be able to get Cleveland for a, lower on than you would normally get him. Yeah, I like Cleveland. Um, I, you know, we could talk about a bunch of these guys. You know, Jose Ramirez, Luplo, Perez, Santana, Mercado. Um, all these guys are, you know, really good plays. Don't forget about Landor. He's just so expensive. It's, you know, it's tough to pay up for him. But um, certainly don't mind the Cleveland Indians here, um, you know, especially if they're going to kind of be a little overlooked. 
Toronto at Detroit, Marcus Stroman, Jordan Zimmerman, nine and a half total here. Stroman, a 160 favorite. Um, I'd, I'd like Stroman here if he wasn't so expensive. No, I just thought I, I never see the upside with Stroman at, at this price because I know I know the Tigers are a great strikeout matchup, but like on, on a 14 game slate, like I I'll I'll find the thousand to go up and get Bieber or Degrom. I'll I'll find or I'll go all the way down. So he kind of lands in a no man's land. That even if you tell me he's like four percent owned, it's just like how much leverage am I really getting when Strowman gets me, you know, even nineteen points? Because like it, it, all the other ten K guys could could put up forty. So it really, I, I I see the play because he's facing the Tigers. I just I just wish he was like seventy eight hundred and not nine thousand. Yeah, if you want to play him, I know it's only a one pitcher site, but I think you play him over on Fanduel. He's sixty eight hundred. You'll be able to load up on bats with him being sixty eight hundred over there. So, if you want to play Stroman, I, I think he's a guy that can get you thirty to forty Fanduel points. Uh, still be a little under those top guys, but he's so cheap over there on Fanduel. Like Stroman would be the guy that I'd be leaning on over on Fanduel if I want to stack some bats up. So, just don't like his price over on DK. Um, Zimmerman, um, yeah, that's a pass for me. Yeah, uh, I, I consider the Blue Jays uh, to be the vomit stack of the day. All right, all right. I can, I, I think I can actually get behind that one today. Look at these prices. Other than like Guriel at 4,900, everyone's like under 4K. And I never play Sogard, no matter what the matchup is, because uh, I don't tr- I don't trust him. And in fact, against Zimmerman, you, he's more like reverse splits. I mean, uh, he gives up more hard contact to righties. So I, I'm looking at, uh, at I mean, the but look... At this projected order, I mean, Tioscar could be batting ninth. Like, and I don't even mind that when they're the visiting team because they're guaranteed ninth inning at bat. So I take a look. And Danny Jansen, 3,300 to fill a catcher spot. Uh, uh, Smoke batting from the left side, which is his better side. So that's 3,700. Vlad, obviously, uh, fills a third base spot at 3,700. I mean, Bijo, I know that it's left. I mean, he'll have the platoon advantage. And uh, I mean, Zimmerman, I, I, I don't care. I mean, he could. He could easily give up. I mean, the, the, ten runs this game. Uh, currently, the, it, it, there may be weather conditions in this game, but uh, if, if if it's going to be hot, it's going to be humid, and the wind's going to be double digit. You know, blowing somewhere. We'll see what Roth says. But uh, as long as there's no like weather problems, I'd almost rather there be like an orange for this, and then just five man stack the Blue Jays, and hopefully I get them at two percent on. But uh, I mean, th- for these prices, like I could legitimately take two 10k pitchers and five mantle blue jays yeah i I hear you on that one you know the wind's going to be blowing out and it's going to be pretty hot so hot and humid uh with a little bit of rain chance so uh this is a really good hitting condition game i think weather edge is going to tell us the same thing once we pull that up in the morning and start looking at it um as far as the detroit bats go i don't see myself using any of these guys um yeah probably not Right, and and typically Stroman's not someone that really gives up home runs. He's the type of guy that you'd like, like nick and knack, and you'd you'd have to stack. You'd ha- I mean, I, I barely see one offs here. I mean, obviously with the platoon advantage, you can play Kristen Stewart, but like I'm I'm even like if they're batting at the bottom of the order and they're going to be at home, you have the less likelihood of getting that ninth inning at bat. Like you could always play Nick Castellanos at thirty eight hundred. Uh, apparently Harold Castro has power. So, I mean, if you could hit a home run off of Bauer, you get one off of Stroman and he's 3,200 and second base eligible, but it, it, it's going to be hard on a 14 game slate 
for me to play any of these bats unless I'm like serious in need of uh, salary relief. St. Louis at Cincinnati, Adam Wainwright, Tyler Molly, uh, 10 and a half total pick him game. Any interest here in Wainwright? Uh, I, I, I did well with him the last time he pitched, but uh, uh, in, in Cincinnati against a, a bunch of lefties that they're going to be in the order uh, at 8,200, if he was cheaper, sure, but like, no way. This game has like a what, a 10 and a half total? I'm passing. Yeah, I don't like this spot either. Uh, it's going to be a pass spot for me as well. Um, any interest in Tyler Molly on the other side? Interestingly enough, if Tyler Molly goes like at, at under 5%, I don't mind this spot. I mean, now the Cardinals are starting to get priced up. But, I mean, the main thing with Molly is his problem with lefties. And from the looks of it, I mean, what, Edmund, Fowler, Wong, Weeders? Like, they're better bats like Goldschmidt, O'Neill. DeJong, like they're all righty. And I think this is a sneaky spot for 6K that definitely not like a cash play in any sense. But to throw in my pool, if he's like 4% owned, I don't mind having like 8 to 10% of them. Yeah, I actually like this spot for him. Um, he's one of the cheap guys that I like here. A lot of righties in this lineup. Uh, a lot of the good bats in this lineup are right-handed. And we know He's much better against righties than he is lefties. The ballpark is certainly concerning. Um, you know, a couple of these lefties are a little concerning, but I'm not, there, there's nobody that's down here that's perfect. And if I'm just looking to save some money to get some big bats, and I think he's certainly a guy I will consider. Um, there are a couple other guys that I like down here, but um, certainly don't mind Tyler Molly in this spot. Um, Cardinals bats, you know, like I don't mind the lefties just if they were cheaper. Cheaper? How much cheaper can you get? Winker's 3,600. Votto's 3,400. I said St. Louis. Not oh, St. Louis. Oh, okay. I thought I was I was like, how much cheaper? I mean, you really hate Joey Votto then. Edmonds 4,300 if he was like 30. Yeah, but he hit, he, hit a, he hit a grand slam. It has to happen again, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, I know that they're getting a ballpark upgrade, but I, sure, if you want to take a Tyler O'Neill one-off with power or whatever, 4,700, he'll be none-owned or whatever. But uh, Weeders, because he'll at least bat from the, the left side. I just I just can't see paying these prices for this stack when, like, I mean, the Blue Jays are, like, twice as cheap as that with the with a higher run total. Yeah, it's just, I, I could understand it if you're just going to fully stack it to, you know, get some decent pitching and, you know, take advantage of the ballpark upgrade. But I'm not going to sit here and try to play one-offs, um, I do like the Reds, though. Uh, I think the Reds are really interesting here. Winker, Votto, uh, Scooter. I'm just going to keep playing Scooter. He's a guy, you know, you talk about guys owing you. Scooter owes me. Like, I I'm just going to keep playing him at this point. Like, I if I don't have Scooter on his first home run of the season day, I'm going to be really mad. Well, the problem with Scooter is that, like, he'll, he'll play, and then Dietrich will pinch hit for him, and then Dietrich will play, and then Scooter will come in. Like, uh, like I don't want to get, especially when they're playing at home, I don't want to get a guy that's only going to be batting twice. So like that's that I mean maybe I'm overly scared of that but I mean especially this past day that's exactly what happened and I've read stacks it's not like they did well in general but uh, uh the problem with like Votto is like I like the price at 3400 but like the opportunity cost at first base is so high that like I'd only really want to play him in stacks and then like that means I have to play Suarez and Puig which isn't the end of the world uh and or Jose Iglesias because he fills a shortstop spot at 3k uh, I, I thought I would like the Reds more, but
but I think just the way the prices and the positions work out, I could see having, I could see playing them as a stack depending on, on what, what the lineup comes out. But, but right now I'm not that thrilled about it. All right. Well, let, let's clarify something really quick. Uh, Jeanette made the last out of the inning and they, they replaced the pitcher with um, Rort came out or Stevenson came out for Sims. And that's why Scooter um, got taken. No, out no, of the no. Game. He got pinch hit directly. No, he was up. No, you're sure about that? I was watching that because I was upset. Really? I, I though? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't watching. I thought that's what happened. So no, no, no. Did he was due up because I was all excited? Because I'd rather play Dietrich anyway. So no, I know. No, that's why I was pissed off because I was like, oh, there's the two men on base and Gannett's coming up, and then I see Dietrich batting, and I'm like, thanks, to thanks, Scooter, for the two points. If you're gonna pinch it for him with Dietrich, just play him. Anyway, um, let's move on now that I'm a little aggravated. Um, White Sox and Rays, Renardo Lopez, Brandon McKay. Um, any interest here in Lopez? He's my favorite cheap pitcher for GPP. I mean, that they, they, getting a ballpark upgrade going and playing in Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. I mean, the, the Rays have a fairly high strikeout potential. I mean, that they, they may be playing what one, two, three, they may have five lefties against him, but I mean, Lopez is more of a fly ball pitcher, so as, like, as long as the ball stays in the park. I mean, he could strike out eight, give up a home run, and easily pay off a 5.8K salary. I hope it works out for you. Oh, uh, you think I'm crazy? Oh, Brad <laughs> Keller worked out again. Okay, so just uh, Glenn Sparkman, <laughs> I'll, I'll quote. I mean, even Zach Davis. Hey, I know he didn't get any strikeouts, but he pitched seven innings, only gave up one earned run, and for what, a $5,400 price tag, he got you, what, nine points, which is it's still more than, more than Chris Davis got me. So, so you, you always poo-poo these cheap pitchers, but I mean, I, I, you have to admit that that playing in Tampa Bay compared to playing in Chicago is a big upgrade for him. Oh, I don't disagree with that. I just, I, I think the Rays are good. Um, they're not a team that I love to play right-handed pitching against. They walk a lot. They work counts. Uh, we have a pitcher that, you know, is almost pushing a 9% walk rate. Um, it's 12% against lefties. A lot of lefties in this lineup. There's just, a lot of reasons why I wouldn't play him, but I completely understand it. Like I talked about Tyler Molly with a ten and a half total in the game, so like I I, I can understand why you'd want to play Renato Lopez um, in Tampa. Um, you know, obviously getting a ballpark upgrade. So I, I hear you. Right, I'm just, going for the gold. I'm going for the glory. I play these big field GPPs. I gotta, you know, I see Ronaldo Lopez at six percent owned against the Rays in Tampa Bay. It's like ah, I gotta I gotta throw him in in ten percent of my lineups. There you go. Um, Brandon McKay on the other side, we typically like right-handed pitching, um, against the White Sox, but this young rookie has been really, really solid. Um, he's 8,700. Do you have any interest in him at this price point? I hope people play him because I may have zero because the, the way the White Sox are, people are going to start streaming pitchers against him. And, uh, if McKay was cheaper, I'd have much more interest, but I expect, him to gain some traction. I don't think he's going to be like super owned or anything, but the, the main concern I have with him is his pitch count. Cause I don't, they don't let him go deep into games. So for 8,700, a guy that may only have at most six innings, if not five innings, even though he's facing the white Sox, like, like it just limits his ceiling so much that for 8,700, I'll let other people go down that road. Yeah. I like him. Um, just overall as a pitcher, I just, I don't, really like this one um just like you said you know it's a 14 game slate why am i going to take a guy that's limited to around 80 to 85 pitches at 8700 like 
I would play Renato Lopez before I'd play Brandon McKay for the discount. But you have to sense. admit that he's facing the White Sox, and look at the bottom of this order is John Jay, AJ Reed, Yomer Sanchez, Ryan Cordell, and Ryan Gones. Uh, he can pitch 85 pitches and still get 13 strikeouts. Yeah, like even on DraftKings, though, I would rather play Price and Stroman. I just I, I hate the pitch count limited. Um, but this is a team that doesn't walk a lot. They do strike out a lot. There's you know five or four guys with strikeout rates over 26 percent against lefties this season. So I'm not saying there's not upside. I'm not telling you not to play him. I'm just telling you the reason that I'm not playing him is because it's a 14 game slate, and I hate the fact that he's limited in pitches. So um, I could see why you'd play him. I just I personally don't want to go down that route on this slate. And then the the White Sox bats. It's like if they get a five man, it's it's. <laughs> One or two of those guys are going to be people that you're like, why did I roster them? So, like, if anything, you could always play McCann because he's he's catcher eligible. Uh, you're going to play the righties. I mean, you could play Abreu. You could play Moncada. But outside of that, like, the bottom of this order is, I mean, it makes the, it makes the royal bottom of the Royals order look actually halfway decent. Yep. Um Beef Castillo was activated off the 10 day too. He should be in there. They'll probably use one of those two guys, McCann or Beef, as the DH. Uh, so if you want a cheap catcher, he's like 3K. Um, as far as Tampa Bay bats go, I know you like Lopez. Is there any interest in the Tampa bats? But aren't I supposed to do like the head stack thing? Like, you isn't should. that what you suggest, right? Because if I'm going to play Ronaldo Lopez, it's either going to go really good or extremely bad. So, uh, so these lefties like Meadows, Kiermaier, Lowe, if Choi's in, I mean, because you got guys that are both at first base. Uh, Wendell is twenty seven hundred. I mean, Zunino's that that those are free strikeouts, but I mean, you could always play them. The, the problem with the stack is that it's like first, 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 outfield, outfield, outfield. It's like even if I do five man, like I would have to include a Damas at thirty three hundred. It's just that even if I were to do a quote hedge stack, like I, I, I would need, I would I have to do it on fantasy draft. You know I'm all about the hedge stack life, and um, Nate Lowe is one of my favorite one-offs on the slate. I think if you don't want to stack Rays, Nate Lowe is just a guy that he's just been crushing the ball. I know you got to use your first base spot on him, but he's a guy that has plenty of upside for that first base spot. He's only 4,200. Um, we talked about him yesterday about if the lineup hadn't come out, just take a shot on him, and um, it worked out. I played him on FanDuel. He was 2% owned, so I loved it. Um, Wade Miley did not make it work, though. Uh, let's move on. Washington at Atlanta, Patrick Corbin, Julio Tehran. Um, any interest here in Corbin? Only due to the fact that it'll probably be 4% owned. Yeah, obviously the ownership should be down. It's a matchup against Atlanta. Um, this team does have a lot of right-handed bats that are good against left-handed pitching. So like he has, it's not the easiest route for him to have a big game, but uh, the ownership is certainly going to be there. Um, like you said, you like to play those large field tournaments, and he's probably going to come in at probably less than 5% owned on this slate. Yeah, I can't. I mean, with Ryu, with DeGrom, with Bieber, like like who's going to play Corbin against the Braves? I mean, I, I, I'd be interested in playing Corbin at 4% as well as playing Brave stacks against him, not to live the hedge stack life. But just because, like, I think both sides are going to be low owned. Um, any interest in Tehran? I, I I'll go on repeat from yesterday. Uh, he'll probably gain traction at, at this price at sixty four hundred. But uh, I I can't play if he's double digit owned. I can't play him against the Nats. Yeah, there's some options down here for today. Um, he's not my favorite. We'll get to my favorite here in a little while. 
But um, I like Tehran just like I did yesterday. I think, you know, he had really good form right there before the All-Star break. And he's not going to keep it up. He's going to regress. Uh, he's been a little bit better at home this season than on the road. I hate home road splits. I just wanted to make the note of it that he has been a little bit better. Um, he's 6,400. You don't really need a lot. You know, give me 15 fantasy points at that price point. I'll be happy. So I, I don't hate him. Uh, as far as the Washington bats go, honestly, like Soto as a one-off, I'm probably not going to stack Washington here today. Right, but that's the main reason why I, I hope if Tehran's ownership gets higher and higher, the more that I want to stack the, the Nationals. And at the bottom of the order with Zimmerman or if Adams is in, uh, that's another lefty against Tehran. Dozier's 3,500, fills a second base spot. Like Rendon is, is under 5K, and he always has power. So, like, I, I, I have no issue. And even Trey Turner with steel potential and everything against Tehran. Like, I, I typically skip over Eaton, and I, then I regret it when he has, like, 15 points on, like, a, a two for four with the double and three runs or something like that with a walk. Uh, but typically I skip over him. But, like, my my appeal for the Nationals is more dependent on how owned Tehran is going to get in the same way that, like if Tehran's eight percent owned, I'll play Tehran. It's just it's just really a matter of like I don't want to play chalk Tehran, and I also don't want to play chalk Nats against Tehran. Fair enough. Um, you kind of already talked about the Braves being low owned here. Um, I, if I'm just playing the Braves here, it'd be a stack. I'm not going to play one offs here. Oh, you're not going to? Oh, Corbin gives up power, right? You could play Donaldson at forty four hundred at third base. You could play uh, Swanson fills a shortstop spot at 4,000. I mean, he has power now. Like, I don't really like the bottom of the order that much, but, uh, but I, you, I mean, Freddie Freeman, no one's going to play him lefty and lefty against Corbin. I mean, like he's, he's going to go 2% owned on this slate. So, I mean, I wish they were a little bit cheaper for this matchup, but like if the aggregate stack ownership makes a five man, like 2%, like I, I could see having a little. Yeah, I, I just I like the stack more than I like just playing one-offs is what I meant. Um, it, it's just when you're looking at it, I, and you said Swanson has power now. Swanson always had power. He just – I don't know why it took so long to show it. You know, this is a number one draft pick. So um, I, I certainly don't mind, you know, Acuna and Swanson, Donaldson. You know, if I'm stacking the Braves, I'm playing Freeman. There's just no way I'm leaving Freeman off of a stack. I know it's lefty-lefty, but – I'll get my bats against right-handed pitching if my stack's doing well. So, you know. Did you I, notice that Austin Riley is thirty nine hundred? Yeah. Do, do, do we think he hit a rookie wall finally? Because he has not been as good as he was when he finally when he first got called up. But um, yeah, but still facing a lefty. I mean, he'll help. His numbers against lefties are definitely legit. Um, right. You know. So I, I don't hate that. Um, all right, moving on. We got Oakland at Minnesota, 10 and a half total. We got Chris Bassett against Jake Odorizzi. Odorizzi, a 132 favorite. Um, any interest here in Bassett? Uh, no, not at 8,000. No, you know, he, he struggles a lot more with lefties and righties. Um, decent ground ball guy against righties. Just too many lefties in this lineup for me to have interest in him in this spot. Um, Jake Odorizzi on the other side of this game, kind of a reverse splits pitcher. Um, any interest here in Odorizzi? Uh, th this game features nearly an 11 total, so I, I'm, I'm not going to go to this game for, for, for pitchers whatsoever. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. Um, let's talk bats here. What are we looking at on the Oakland side of things? You know who we're looking at. You know Boy, it. Chris Davis. Gotta, yeah, he, got seven keep points. The... he got seven points tonight, so like he, he's working his way up. 
I, I was happy when he got when he got the that he hit a ball to Sano that got that should have been a hit, but it got ruled an error. So that tilted a whole bunch of us in the Discord. And then he finally got a RBI double. So it's like he's working his way up and he's getting cheaper. So he's a hundred dollars less. He's facing Odorizzi with reverse splits. So uh, so why not in a game that has a uh, eleven total that looks like the wind's blowing out and it's going to be ninety degrees. So yeah, like I'm I'm doubling and tripling and quadrupling down on Chris Davis as a one-off, and just and basically until I get all my money back. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just so cheap. And um, you you talked about the wind blowing out, wind blowing out to left center, um, hot and humid um, as a thing that's going on right now. So you know, I certainly don't mind playing Chris Davis, Matt Olson, Chapman. Um, Chapman's really interesting here. You know, facing Odorizzi, who's kind of reverse splits. Chapman's a guy with a 245 ISO against right-handed pitching. You know, his average exit velocity, 92.5. So this is a really good spot for Chapman. Don't forget about him when you're looking at these Oakland bats. Uh, what do you like here from Minnesota? All the lefties. Just give me give me Kepler, Polanco if he's in the lineup. Uh, Rosario, I, I, obviously, if you, if you get a stack, maybe you throw in Cruz. Uh, Marwin, you could play, but he's typically worthless. Uh, I actually don't mind in a stack areas because like he, if you watch him, he like literally never strikes out practice. I mean, like you never see him strike out the, the Castro. If he's batting as a lefty at 3,700, I mean, it's, it's easy enough to stack. They have a 5.6 run total and no, no one's more than 4.6 K. Uh, I think it, I think the stack is going to be owned. So dependent on that, like it's really a matter of, choosing between the two of Kepler, Cruz, and Rosario, uh, because I don't want to use all three outfielders on a stack, uh, and and then looking at ownership. But, I mean, I like this spot against Bassett. We were talking about Garver yesterday, another home run. The guy's insane. A $5,200 home run. Yeah. Yeah, you get a home run for $5,200, you're not going to complain too much. Um, Texas at Houston, eight, eight total here. Mike Miner, Justin Verlander, Verlander, a 225 favorite. Um, is this a showcase game for Mike Miner, a guy that's been talked about a lot for being traded here recently? Well, I mean, I'm still not going to play him against the Astros. Well, I mean, no, I we're not playing him. It's a terrible spot. It's just like, this is probably the last time he pitches, um, in this uniform though. I would guess he may end up pitching for the opposite uniform in this game. He could, um, not if the Yankees or Red Sox have anything to say about it, but yeah, um, I don't think I'd play him here. Houston's just a team that just doesn't strike out. Um, it's just hard to play a pitcher against this team because they just don't K. Yeah, and on the other side of the game, what do you think Verlander's ownership is going to be at 11.4K? Because we, I mean, we've mentioned, I know we haven't gotten to Ryu, but he's down there. You got DeGrom at 10.6. You got Bieber at 10.4. You got Corbin at 10.8. Like Verlander's a strikeout pitcher, but I mean, he's given up like what the second most home runs out of any pitcher this year. And Texas has a ton of 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 power. But do people realize that Verlander's actually better against lefties than he is against righties? So like in this spot, like if I see him at at five percent owned, like I I can't not play a guy that has the Rangers strikeout so much. I mean, he legitimately. I'm not saying that he will. I mean, he could have 16 strikeouts this game, and I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I don't think he'll be that low owned. Um, I know we we talked about a bunch of these guys, but Verlander is a guy that always gets ownership. Um, so I don't think he'll go that low owned. I do think that you know he'll he'll probably come in a little bit lower than Degrom at least. Um, but you know I could see people playing um, Verlander more than Ryu today. 
just because it's Verlander. Yeah, but no, but Ryu's facing the Marlins. That is true. That is true. Um, you know, we'll have to kind of see what Jamino has on the projected ownership thing. Um, you know, come the morning and, um, you know, go for there, but, uh, would not be shocked if, you know, Verlander gets a little bit more ownership than when you're thinking here. So, um, any bats on the Texas side here? You could always one off against Verlander because he could, he could strike out 16 and still give up three home runs. Right. I mean, yeah. you can play Mazzara, Gallo, Odor. I mean, you can play any of these. I mean, all of them have power. I mean, other than Jeff Mathis, I know he's 2000, but he has no power. I mean, you could play any of Guzman's in, I mean, like uh, just pick and choose who you want. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to pay up for Joey Gallo, even up is 4,700, which is cheap for him. But like Mazzara is cheap at 3,600. I could definitely see him. Pl- I, I could definitely see playing Mazzara against Verlander than playing any of the Texas bat, uh, any of the Tigers bats that have, that have no power. I mean, no one's going to pay 4,900 for Hunter Pence, but any, any of them, even Andrews can hit a home run. So it's just a matter of like, who do you think? So, who, if you have a lineup and you have one spot left and one of these salaries fits, like I can't call you crazy because like I don't see uh, Verlander in what, what it's going to say. Yeah, all these games are 90 degrees and humid, the wind blowing out. Like th- there's no way he's not giving up a home run in this game. I'd be shocked if he doesn't give up a home run in this game. That's for sure. Um, as far as the Houston bats go, Miners been really solid this season. They're a team that's very right-handed heavy, featured right-handed heavy team. Um, any interest in any of these bats? Well, I think Altuve and Bregman are going to be the chalk. I mean, 4K and 4,300. I know Altuve went like 0 for 5 this past day. And uh, Bregman, he fills a shortstop spot. He's 4,300. I mean, you want him against le- against lefties. Uh, I mean, probably Brantley and Alvarez, if Alvarez is even in the lineup. Like, I, I don't see stacking against Miner. But, uh, I mean, you, you, a Springer one-off. I mean, anyone with power here. I mean, the bottom of the lineup is putrid. I mean, if, if Chirinos is in the lineup or Stassi's 2,100, like, sure. But, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to be fooled by $2,700 Tyler White, who has never made contact with the ball. I've never actually seen that. <laughs> yeah, the thing about Alvarez, he'll probably sit here and, and will pinch hit um, at, at some point in this game. I wouldn't expect him to start in this game. So um, he actually didn't do too bad and, you know, didn't have the home run that I was ex- expecting, but uh, didn't have a bad game on Thursday. Uh, moving right along here, we got Milwaukee at Arizona, Chasin against Clark, 10 total. Chasin a slight favorite here at 126. Um, any interest in Chasin? I mean, he gets a ballpark upgrade, kind of. Uh, I'd rather play Ronaldo Lopez. I just don't see Justine having like, like upside, like at, at, at even at fifty five hundred. Just like, like, I don't see this being a, a strikeout matchup. But I wouldn't call you crazy for playing Justine in a couple of lineups if you're playing a bunch. But it, it's not, it's not a really a spot that I, I, I rarely ever play him. Yeah, I, you know, there's so many cheap pitchers on this slate that I just don't think you need him today. So that's the, one of the reasons that I'm just not going to play him. The roof is going to be closed here, and you know, obviously, we talked about it yesterday. It's it's much better for the pitching pitchers when the roof is closed. But um, going to pass on Chasin today. I definitely am not playing Clark. He's he's terrible against lefties and righties, and um, yeah, not playing him for sure. He's the worst pitcher on the slate, and we have Jordan Zimmerman on the slate. Yeah, sums it up. Um, I appreciate you summing it up in, in, in characters that it's way easier to understand. 
Right, but I, I, the, the the Brewers bats, they have power lefties. Give me the power lefties. Yelich, 5.9K. I know he's expensive. Uh, Grandal, 4,400. Uh, Moustakas, 4,800. I mean, you could always uh, play Thames, but I the pinch hit risk is there. I mean, I'm not paying 5,200 for Keston Hira. Like, I don't see the Brewers as a stack here. It's very similar to what I said about, about Merrill Kelly uh, the, the past late, that, you know, taking it as a one, two, or three man as part of a lineup with another, like, five-man stack, I could see. But, like, to play all five of these guys, I don't think it's – Clark is bad, but I I just don't – I just don't like the prices. I don't see the whole stack getting there. Yeah, I, I can get that. Um, you know, it's a big slate. Like, so if you're if you're not liking the pricing on these guys, which they are priced up, you know, it's much easier to find teams that um, to pivot from. So, um, yeah, you kind of talked about the guys I want to talk about: Mustakas, Grandal, Thames, um, Yelich. Obviously, Yelich is a great play here, um, facing a guy that just can't get anybody out. As far as the Arizona bats go, like. I don't mind Escobar Marte as maybe like a two man, maybe Lamb to make it a three man. If Avilia catches, I guess you could use him. But um, Chasin's a guy that I like to target lefties against, and um, there's just not a lot of power lefties in this lineup. Well, I mean, there's Escobar, but these guys are five K. I mean, like they're the same prices I could pay for Boston bats. I could play for Yang. I mean, really, I'm gonna I'm gonna play like uh, I'd rather play like Encarnacion at five K than play like Christian Walker. So, like, I don't see a reason, although, like, Jacine tends to have home run problems, but, I mean, it's it's not Milwaukee. They're not playing in Milwaukee. So, it's just, I don't know why the Diamondbacks are, are always kind of too expensive. I wish they were cheaper, but uh, I, I barely could make a case for playing any of these guys. Yep. Um, moving right along here, we got the Angels and the Seattle Mariners, Jose Suarez against Mike Leak. Um, any interest here in, in Suarez? Is it going to be Suarez or is Barria opening? Because I have Barria listed here. Um, I mean, either either case. Either, I'm not playing either of them, but it would be nice to know. I'd actually have interest in Barria. If he's at 7,600? Not at 7,600. Oh, he's uh, <laughs> I read it as 5,600. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so it is gonna be um it is gonna be very he's gonna start um he's gonna he's gonna get called up from triple A and pitch in this he's gonna start in this game. So yeah, so it's gonna be Jaime Bar Barria. Um man, I wish he wasn't seventy six hundred. I wish he was like kind of like like priced down where you like they would we weren't kind of expecting him and we'd get him at like fifty five hundred. Right. No, I then I'd have interest in him against the Seattle lineup. Absolutely, but that's why it's like seventy six hundred. You're nuts. Yeah, he um he's sixty one hundred on Fanduel. Again, like I, there are some cheaper options on Fanduel that I don't mind playing, even on a one pitcher site to load up on bats here. So I, I like the spot. Hate the price. Um, if you end up in that price range, I think you can play him. Um, it's not like he's overly expensive at seventy six, but seventy six is still seventy six for Jaime Bar- Barria. Um, any interest here in Leak? Uh, if, if you're ever playing Mike Leak in your DFS lineup, you have a leak in your game. <laughs> oh, the, the the cheap one. Yeah, zero interest in Mike Leak. As far as the Angels' bats go, Otani, Upton, if Trout is in there, don't mind him. Um, you know, this is a spot that I don't hate these guys. I just hate the ballpark. I hate the stack. Everyone's an outfielder. What, what am I supposed to do here? This is This is getting ridiculous <laughs> now. So yeah, against Leak, uh, you had the fly ball home runs, 
You know, I I'll, I'll pl I can play two man. I could do Upton. Uh, you know, basically I'm looking at uh, Trout, Otani, and Upton, and I could play one, two, but probably not three of them because they'll all fill up the outfield spots. I mean Fletcher. I mean, I I don't, I don't see I, I can't see stacking this team without taking three outfielders. So like, like yeah, am I going to fill my first base spot with Pujols? Probably not. I mean, you can have Kevin Smith to be in 3,400. I mean, you could make a case for making a five-man stack. It's just that, like, you'd rather have Trout, Otani, and Upton in that. Or Calhoun, if he's, I mean, they're all outfielders, for crying out loud. It's a fantasy draft stack. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. Like, you know, as bad as Leak is against um, everybody and uh, as good as Mike Trout is against everybody, like, <laughs> Mike Trout probably wins this battle. So, like, you know, you certainly want exposure to Mike Trout if he's in there. So, you know, even as a one-off, I don't hate Trout. Um, he's just so expensive to pay for a one-off at 5,800. Uh, as far as the Seattle bats go, you know, Vogelbach is always in play against the righty. Um all I really got. I just, they're so terrible. This is my second favorite vomit stack. Oh, geez. It, Barry is a righty, right? You got Malik Smith, 4,300, an outfield. JP Crawford, shortstop, 3,600. Vogelback, Narvaez is catcher eligible. I know I don't want to pay 4,500 for him, but I got to put him in my stack. And Kyle Seeger's 3,100 and third base eligible. It's one of these stacks where you could fit in the five man stack and play two 10K pitchers. So I got to have some interest in it. Fair enough. Um, I'm never going to hate on your vomit stacks. Um, you you earn your vomit stack rights uh, with your Giants call. I a have couple. a toilet pole full of vomit to prove that 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 they do well every once in a while. Every once in a while it works out. Um, moving on, Miami at LA taking on the Dodgers. Zach Gollin against um, Ryu. Ryu is a 310 favorite here, massive favorite here against the Marlins. They have a 2.56 implied total. Um, any interest here in Gollin? I mean, I wish I would, but I mean, they're it's the Dodgers and the lefties like for 7,300 on a 14-game slate. Like, if you tell me he's 2% owned, maybe, maybe I take a shot on him. Uh, but outside of that, like, I, I, I can't take pitchers against the Dodgers unless I can barely take aces against the Dodgers. They're not Zach Gallon. Yeah, and, you know, if this game was in Miami, maybe if it was a different opponent, maybe, um, I do think he has some talent, but um, yeah, I'm not playing him against the Dodgers. Ryu, you know, this is just going to be an all about all about ownership. He's been phenomenal this season. This team doesn't walk; they're terrible. It is David Roberts, so we can't say like we could expect him to pitch deeper into this game. But you kind of want him and hope that he pitches deeper here against a team that you know he shouldn't struggle at all against. Right, but he may be facing all righties. Like this lineup could be completely righty heavy, which I don't mind because they're the Marlins and it's not like they're good righties. So to me, like you said, Ryu, you, you, the, the Marlins have a 2.8 implied run total currently. How could I not have interest in Ryu who doesn't really walk anyone? Uh, I mean, the worst case scenario, he doesn't get enough strikeouts to pay off that salary. But to me, it's, it's let, tell me how owned he is and then I'll decide how much of him I want to play. Yeah, and even, you know, your case about the righties, he has a 270 Woba, 117 ISO, 23% K rate with a 3% walk rate against righties this season. He, he's he's good against both sides. It doesn't really matter. He's he's really upped his game, and um, they're starting to see why. We're, we're all starting to see why they, you know, paid all this money for him. So um, as far as bats go here, I have zero interest in any of the Marlins. I'm not playing any of these guys. Uh, Jorge Alfaro. 
because he's catcher eligible at three point two. I mean, Ryu could give up a home run. I just, I just don't see. Like, obviously, it's the Marlins, so that that's the one. You know, the main thing that you have a problem with them is that, like, even if I want to play Garrett Cooper at four K, like, I have to fill a first base or an outfield spot with him. If I want to play Brian Anderson, I have to fill a th- third base or outfield spot. If I want to play Starlin Castro, that means I've obviously had like a liter full of bourbon before making my lineup, so I'm not going to do that. So, like, to me, like. Like, you, sure, they're cheap, but, like, you think me, of all people, like, vomit stack against Ryu. It's like, no, there are other vomit stacks on the slate that are in much, at least, much better matchups than this. Um, As far as the Dodgers bats go, you know, Muncy's okay at 46, Jock at 42, Turner at 41. You know, these guys are really not, like, overly expensive outside of Bellinger. So, I don't mind getting some exposure to the Dodgers here. But um, I play the Dodgers more than anybody else. So, can't really listen to me when it comes to the Dodgers. Right, but the Dodgers are just like the Yankees. Actually, they're cheaper than the Yankees on the slate. Right? That they're not – right now, they only have a 4.9 run total. But, I mean, it's the Dodgers. They could put up 13 runs. I mean, the the total doesn't matter. So, like, like to me, it's – to me, these bats are all, like, ownership-based. Like I'll play Bellinger. I'll play some Bellinger if you tell me that he's you know under ten percent owned because like that's a home run. Same for Muncie if he fills a, a second base spot. We should see Altuve being too chalky. I don't mind playing them, uh, but I mean obviously the stack when they're playing at home. If it goes off, you're gonna miss out on the ninth inning at bats. So like I'm I'm a little bit weary on like Corey Seager batting seventh if he's down there at thirty nine hundred. But uh, but I, I could definitely see any of the lefties as one offs. Uh, against Gallon, who I, I I respect as a pitcher. I know I know he's a rookie, but he's pitched well, so I would temper my expectations. But any of these lefties get at a home run, even the right. I mean, Justin Turner could also. I mean, any of these guys. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um. All right. Last game on the slate, we got the Mets. We got the Giants. We got Jacob Degrom against Tyler Beatty. Um. Degrom's a one eighty eight favorite in the seven and a half total. What What are we doing here with Jacob Degrom? He's he's obviously. He's pitching in the in the best pitching ballpark against uh, the weakest hitting one of the weakest hitting teams in the league. Uh, you, you can't say you don't have interest in the guy. I think he's going to be the chalk SB one on on both on all sites uh, tomorrow. At the, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those slates where if you're in first place with all with no PMR, uh, you got to wait for this game. Yeah, DeGrom's certainly my SP1 in cash games. Um, I, I certainly like him for tournaments as well. Ended up playing, you know, Bumgarner and Syndergaard in cash together. Um, you know, I talked about that on the podcast yesterday. They put up like 25 and 26. So that certainly worked out. Uh, but really like DeGrom here. I think he's very playable. And um, to be honest, I might do the same thing. I might play Beatty on the other side of this game. He's my favorite cheap pitcher on the slate. He's 6,200. He's a guy that... He's he's shown a ton of potential in AAA, and he's finally starting to look much better here. He's pitching in San Francisco. This team, the Mets, just are a team that I don't worry about too much. You know, I do worry about Alonzo. I worry about Conforto, but outside of that, like I'm just not scared of any of these guys. Like I am some other spots. So I like Beatty here. He's a guy that will go over 100 pitches, and um, he does. He has some strikeout ability. So Beatty's my favorite cheap pitcher on the slate. I could see why you like Beatty. And I agree with all the reasons that you say. I think he's the, like the floor cheap play. Like uh, if, if you're going to be playing in like a cash game type of setting, I could see BD 13, 14 points for, for 6,200. 
Uh, he has some strikeout ability, but I, I, I don't, I mean, he's not Zach Davis or anything with like none, but I think this is the safest matchup for 6,200, but like for, for GPP, like upside, like Molly or Ronaldo Lopez, like those, they could legitimately put up 30 point scores for that cheap. And I don't see BD doing that, but if you want to kind of lock in a, a, a 12 to 16, maybe an 18 with San Francisco. Like I don't see San Francisco getting the win. So, so that's out of the cards, but uh, I'm not scared of the Mets lineup. And like in San Francisco, I don't even want to play any of these guys anyway. I mean, Cano's cheap at 3,200, but I mean, he barely ever does anything. Conforto has to fill up an outfield spot. And at 4,100, like all of the Blue Jays outfielders are cheaper against Jordan Zimmerman. So like, the, the case for playing Beatty is that I'm not going to play any Mets, so I could have some of them. Yeah, I actually think he has a little bit more upside than what you think, but um, it's perfectly fine. 35% K rate in AAA with a 15% swinging strike rate. We're starting to see the swinging strike rate increase this season, so I think he has a little bit more strikeout upside, but I do agree with you. I think Molly um, is a guy that has a little bit more upside, uh, lower floor, higher ceiling type play. Renato Lopez much, much lower floor, but his ceiling is high as well, just in general. Um, I would much rather play BD than Lopez today, but um, I get it. I, I want zero interest. I have zero interest in any of these bats. I'm not playing any of these guys today. No, nah, no, nah, nah, on a 14-game slate, like, I, normally I'd say, well, DeGrom's popular, and you could always take, like, a Belt one-off or a Dickerson one-off or or, or one, of the, one of the lefties, but, like, the, you could find someone just as low-owned in some other lineup that isn't facing DeGrom. All right, uh, let's play the morning grind game, and we're going to get out of here for the weekend. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. I got it. I got to stay on brand. Ronaldo Lopez. All right. I pretty much already said it. I'm taking BD. Um, give me a guy over fifth or over 8K to get under 15. Oh, this is an easy one. Adam Wainwright. All right. That's who I was going to say, too. Um, no, go with Chris Bassett because he's right there yep. at 8K. That's easy. Um, give me Mike Miner. I like I like to be a little contrarian. Um, over four K to hit a home run. Who do you got? Over four K. Oh, there's a lot of people. Uh, I would say one of the Blue Jays, but uh, most of them aren't over four K. Oh, geez, there's so many to choose from. Over four K to hit a home run. Uh. I mean, Freeland doesn't strike anyone out. So, like, Aaron Judge, 5,300. All right. I'm going to stay in that game, but go to the other side. I'm going to take Nolan Arenado. 4,600 is just its ridiculous. Um, give me a guy to get two hits under 4K today. Well, he has to improve from yesterday because yeah, he had his RBI double and his hit taken away by the Sano error. I'm just going to keep on Chris Davis. All right. I'm going to take Biggio um, going up against Zimmerman. And give me a stack to score six or more runs. In total, uh, based on the stacks that I that I would say, uh, oof. Because I don't want to pick a vomit stack. Because, I mean, that that's good. I'll, I'll go with the chalk. I'll go with the... I'll go, hey, I'll go a little off the board. Cleveland. All right. I'm going to take Minnesota. They're a team that I really like today. Uh, as long as the weather holds off there, um, I'm going to stay away from that. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? 
Well, I, uh, there's a lot of 10 K pitchers that I want to play. I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to play all of them to certain, to some certain extent. I'm probably going to end up playing a hundred plus lineups and uh, then hopefully Seattle and Toronto come through. On that note, we're going to get out of here. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. If you're playing fantasy NASCAR, make sure you head on over to rotogrinders.com slash NASCAR. We'll have all of the information up on Saturday this week for the race on Sunday. Uh, two weeks of subscribers absolutely crushing. So hopefully we can make it three for three here. Uh, we'll be back Monday. Hope everyone has a great weekend and we'll see you then.